Chapter 5 Crisis in Europe's Backyard Coordinating International Efforts in Bosnia and Herzegovina Bosnia and Herzegovina, just like Laos and Afghanistan, is a country in between. It is mountainous, virtually landlocked, and is populated by people belonging to the three major religious communities of Eastern Europe, Catholics, Orthodox, and Muslims. It suffered regular bouts of brutal conflict throughout the 20th century. Also, like Laos and Afghanistan, community leaders in Bosnia and Herzegovina, or Bosnia, as I shall refer to it, offered themselves as conduits for external aid to resist aggression or protect their identity against the real or perceived threats mounted by other communities. Bosnia was another ideal territory for proxy wars. In November of 1995, at a series of extraordinary meetings in a U.S. military base in Dayton, Ohio, the most recent of these wars, which had begun in 1992, was brought to a close by the Dayton Peace Accords, orchestrated by U.S. Ambassador Richard Holbrook. The Dayton Accords identified eight main tasks for the international community in support of peace-building in Bosnia, disarmament and demobilization, elections, mentoring the new political leaders, refugee return, police training and reform, protection of human rights, reconstruction of infrastructure, and economic development. The responsibility for each of these tasks was assigned, seemingly at random, to a different lead international body. Indeed, the coordination of the whole effort was entrusted to a brand new office, the Office of the High Representative, set up especially for this purpose. In most sectors of activity, other bilateral and multilateral organizations soon joined in, creating a dizzying array of partners for Bosnian officials to work with. This would pose unprecedented challenges of internal coordination among international organizations. I would be in my element. I arrived in Sarajevo in June of 1996 as Deputy Special Representative of the UN Secretary-General. The opportunity to join a peacekeeping mission in Europe had come at just the right time. Our sons had finished primary school in Islamabad and needed a new environment. But peacekeeping meant separation from the family. It was a big wrench, but it was a situation that so many UN colleagues routinely accepted, that it did not seem too dramatic at the time. My job was to be deputy head of the UN mission in Bosnia and Herzegovina, or UNMIB. UNMIB had succeeded UNPROFOR, or the United Nations Protection Force, which, with inadequate mandates and resources, had tried to ensure the safe delivery of humanitarian aid during the conflict. UNMIB had been given a very different mandate. Many of my new colleagues had served with UNPROFOR and had been marked by the horrors they had lived through, most particularly the massacre, just a year earlier, of 7,000 Muslim men and boys at Srebrenica, a town designated a safe area, by UN Security Council Resolution 819 of the 16th of April, 1993. The dominant sensations of my time in Bosnia were dismay at the futility and waste of the war, disgust at the arrogance, mendacity and intolerance of ethnic nationalists, incredulity that modern Europe could have allowed the war to continue for three years without intervening to stop it, and a wry amazement at the architecture of the international effort 
that had been put in place to impose the peace settlement 